Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Coffee and cream with Rogers and Benning on Hale Varsity Radio. I feel like... Yeah, everybody, um, they making me better uh, every day. Uh, we getting out there competing. Ain't nobody taking it light. Uh, yeah, they, they've been helping me uh, get better. I could hang out with Malcolm Hart, Bob. I, oh, yeah. I really think yeah, I could. <laughs> he had me smiling throughout that whole uh, that whole little press conference. Welcome back, Coffee and Cream on ESPN Radio. Uh, we are live on Twitter, live on YouTube, the Herd at Sports YouTube page. We'll be on KFOR in Lincoln starting at 9 o'clock. But as I teased, I wanted to get into some athlete diaries because we talked a little bit about conference realignment already today. And, um, you know, as much as this is fun to talk about, it also has an impact on people that, you know, kind of get left behind here because it really is all about football. Mm-hmm. You're making these moves because uh, the big money grab is how can we enhance or, or build the biggest, baddest football conference alive? And the people that get left behind are the soccer players of the world, the baseball, softball players, the track and cross country runners, ju- the the other Olympic sports that are out there mm-hmm. that – for lack of a better term, we're forgotten about to begin with, uh, but now are just really feeling the the massive burden that's left on them. Avery Howard joins us now. She's just kind of out here at the Pinnacle Bank Championship today working with our Herd at Sports team. And I'm like, you know, I did talk to you the other day, so we might as well just bring you on and just, you know, plop you down in a chair. Avery, good morning. Thanks for having me. So, okay, what I kind of asked, and I asked four different athletes to give me their perspective on the conference realignment, um, how it affects uh, the smaller sports, how if you were still playing right now, um, if you were playing soccer at Maryland and had to travel to USC for a match, like how that would weigh on you? Um, What would the travel burden be like? The school burden, um, the prep, you know, does your body take a toll just by flying there? Or in a lot of ways, uh, you wouldn't bus all the way there, but on longer road trips, soccer is a sport that buses. Baseball is a sport that buses Mm -hmm. unless you're a big program. You don't get the charter flights. I mean, you may get a commercial flight, but you don't get the charter planes. You don't get the comfort and the the meals that come along with having a lot of money in your sport. And uh, you kind of, you kind of started it all off with, you think we're actually going to revert back before we actually move too far forward? Potentially. I, I'm, I think there's going to be a situation where we go so far one direction and I understand why we have to do it for media rights and money at the end of the day. Like you can't survive without it. I understand that, but I think we're already a little bit uncomfortable with it and who knows, maybe it plays out and we'll surprise ourselves and we'll somewhat enjoy it. But I think we were already, when some of these moves were happening, Oklahoma, Texas, for example, everyone was like, Oh, I kind of just wish we would go back to the good old days of the regional conferences. And now that we have what's going to be a power four, mm-hmm. I feel like there will be eventually this, I don't know how many years it will be, but I think we're going to kind of long for this wanting to have realignment again. Um, I kind of told you this, but also a kind of a point that I left out is when we talk about attendance for even these football games, 
the reason why I think we have such great attendance in certain areas is because also you can travel to those rivalry matches or even just other games in mm -hmm. general. Mm -hmm. That's why watching the games that we love to watch are so important because one, you can get there and also regionally they make sense. I'm not going to argue with a Washington State football team because I, I, I don't have anything there with being in the Midwest. So um, I think that's something that's even though we're talking about football, like alone, the attendance, I think will be interesting. Sure. Home games will be fine, but are we going to have away crowds like we used to, are we going to have some of that fire um, between fan mm -hmm. bases? Cause it's going to take some time to build up those rivalries again. But I think the whole thing that you're talking about with those smaller sports, when we're talking about traveling, you hit it on the head. Like we're talking about football that has the nice traveling am amenities, but mm -hmm. every sport that you listed off, does not have that like there's multiple days having to be put into place to get there and if i'm maryland going from the east coast to the west coast that's playing a game on a thursday sunday i maybe get home let's just say hopefully they get a night flight they get home by sunday night late there's a time change in there monday's an off day but monday's not really an off day because technically you have pt and you have classes and oh maybe you want to get groceries at one point some somewhere mm -hmm. in there well, you need the off time. Yeah. And then if you're going back, let's say, I mean, they're scheduling smart. You'll do USC, UCLA in the same weekend, but holy cow, USC, UCLA in the same weekend. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. So there's just a lot of things in there that like when you talk about traveling for a smaller program, like this is not a football program that right. gets to take. Well, it just weighs on your mental health. Yes. And it, right now I could understand how it feels like the other sports are just being forgotten about. Yeah. Because the NCAA is making these changes for the sake of football and football only. And they're not taking into account all the travel and things like that. You brought up another good point, too, when talking USC, UCLA. And I think it was something that Coach Rule had said, too, the other day about the conditions that teams would be playing in. Uh, because if you go play a baseball game in the Midwest, like you could be playing in 45 degree weather. I remember covering Omaha baseball games when I, uh, you know, worked in, on the video team there. And I'm like, what are we doing right now? Like, why yeah. are we playing baseball in 45 degree weather? Well, it's the same as if you're a UCLA or USC team that did you sign up? Like if you were a recruit and I went to go play baseball at USC, did I sign up to go play baseball in 45 degree weather? No, no. I signed up to play in warm weather. It's the same approach that Ed Service takes with Creighton baseball. The reason Creighton doesn't go play exhibition games down in Florida, down in Texas, over in California. It's because he knows his guys aren't going to be playing in those conditions throughout the season. Now you're going to have to start scheduling those games. And who knows how that could affect a player? Because for me, if I could play in the same conditions all the time, it would be great. I'd be golden. But if I had to play in warm conditions and then I went back to cold, I had to revert back. Now I'm like, oh my gosh, I just want to be in the warm weather again. I can't play in these cool conditions. I'm stiff. I'm thinking about other things. And boom, you're, you're not, the goal at hand is not the same anymore. I think also to add on to that, I kind of got this perspective from Mizzou's head football coach, Eli mm. Drinkwitz. He said, you know, some of the reasons why these players decide to go to a certain school, one is because they're usually from around that area and want to go somewhere close. Um, but they also want their families to be able to watch them. However, also, I think when you have a lot of West Coast or East Coast or even Southern teams, like a lot of those kids grew up in that area. So I think, yeah, you can say kids need to rise to the occasion and they need to be competitive. And if, if they want to play college sports, they'll do what they need to do. But if I'm choosing to go play baseball at UCLA, it's because of the competition I think I'm going to get playing an Oregon playing a Washington, playing your other schools like that, your USC's in that conference. And also same for like your SEC schools, I guess your Big Ten schools like UCLA and USC. Are we doing their baseball teams disservice by bringing them in the Big Ten? 
by, like you said, we're not, they're not used to that climate. They chose that place for a reason. I understand it's something I have to get used to, but then also you think about beyond just your baseball team, you thinking about your soccer teams, your tennis teams, mm-hmm. play people mm-hmm. that they play these certain sports because of the climates they grew up in. And you want to talk about the mental health aspect, talk about, you know, all the travel and all that stuff, but how does it feel already to kind of feel like a decision was made without you? I think that's something we're not, yeah, we're talking about how it's a football decision, but we're also talking about the mental health of when we get there, it might be hard on them. I think it's probably already a little bit frustrating to think that there was decisions made for you that you, like Coach Ringwood said, did we even ask them? Mm-hmm. Have we asked anyone outside of just the media rights that are making the decisions? Have we asked anyone outside of the people that are paying the bills? I understand that's what has to happen, but like they're not the ones playing in the conditions. They're not the ones traveling. They're not the ones doing soccer or soccer school. They're not the one doing school on a day-to-day basis mm-hmm. while they're trying to do all this. So I really think he brought up a good point. Like, why did we not consider asking before we make all these changes? Avery, I'm curious. Uh, I think I think we all agree here on the challenges that this presents, especially to the non-football sports. Have you thought at all about, because there's, I mean, at this point, you're not putting the genie back in the bottle, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's, we are past that point. Is there some potential solutions that you've been thinking about that you said, okay, maybe this might work. Have have you gotten to that point of it yet? Honestly, not really. I was telling Andrew this, that my biggest thing to athletes now is you kind of have to like, this is obviously for so many of them. Yes. You're there to go to school, but you chose this place because of that sport. Mm -hmm. Um, But you have to find something during school that is not your sport 24 seven, because like obsessing over anything else in life is unhealthy. But then when it comes to college sports, we like try to justify it. Mm -hmm. And I felt like me as a student athlete alone, I became a better player and person. I feel like during season when I had something else to pay attention to or to be passionate about. And so I think there has to be some way of a healthy balance for these athletes to find that instead of knowing that they're going to have to play two games on a weekend, if you're certain sports or one game on a weekend, and then the rest of your week is travel and school. Maybe, I mean, I know a lot of teams are good at this, but when they're out and about, you have to find a way to let them release and go do things, go see where they're at, like make it some sort of, you're going to go East coast, West coast. And I would say coaches have got to find a way to incorporate something about making it entertaining. Um, And I know some coaches are really good at that, but it's going to be really strenuous. And I think there's just got to be time for these athletes to, release somehow so I haven't really got there yet but I know that was something that was really important for me in my mental while being an athlete and I was only traveling to the Dakotas so (laughs) now uh, well that can be challenging mentally (laughs) you're right Grand Forks Uh, is no joke we gotta we gotta wrap this thing up but when I was uh talking about this with Ravi too I I thought the only front-end solution that could really work is sports have to work with academics in the case of hey, you may just send me the video lesson of Monday's 8 a.m. class because if I get back at 7.30, you can't expect me to go to class and be aware yeah. and be present mm-hmm. physically in the class like you just can't so yeah. I that's the only solution I, I can see right now. I think now. the last point real fast is if ES, or gosh, NCA is going to make that decision like and you have to understand these smaller sports that don't have as much money it needs to be something that they can say okay um, there are certain programs that can't afford to have a third coach, <laughs> but we will make sure that every single team that has to do this will have a paid tutor. Mm-hmm. They will have an extra, um, you know, sports psychologist. Cause that is a mandatory thing next year. And then maybe a nutritionist, like those three things have to be added onto the staff somewhere. If NCA is going to make that decision, cause how are these kids supposed to take on schoolwork? If, I mean, I understand we have great advisors out there, Omaha great advisors. They were a phone call away, but sometimes it's nice to have them in person 
it's up to them sometimes because you have so many schedules to bobble when you're yep. you know playing a sport and stuff so if that's the decision they're going to make i also hope that they are taking into account having extra personnel on staff because like we know baseball can barely have a paid third coach so mm-hmm. yeah um at certain places so i think as long as they have people in place to help these athletes if they're going to make these changes then that's a step forward avery we appreciate the time this morning Thanks for just stopping over (laughs) on a humbug. Uh, We are talking to Damon Benny when we come back out of the break. So stick around for that. The nine o'clock hour awaiting on coffee and cream.